Tribe Time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland, where the Indians are taking on the Los Angeles Angels in a three-game weekend series. That continues on Saturday night, 7-10 first pitch. Still some seats available as of early in the day on Saturday, but most likely it'll be another sellout as we had here on Friday night as part of Rock and Blast weekend here at the ballpark. And then the Indians and Angels wrap it up on Sunday afternoon at 1.10. Then the Twins come in to start a four-game series on Monday night. We begin with our look back at the week in review that started on Monday in Minnesota, a 5-4 to four loss to the Twins. Mitch Garver with a walk-off double in the ninth inning as uh, that settled what had been a 4-4 tie. Then on Tuesday, the Indians got back on the winning track in Minneapolis. The game was tied at one in the third inning. That's when Jose Ramirez stepped in with a runner on base. Gibson kicks and fires. And it's swung and ripped to deep right field. This ball is off the wall. Indians take the lead. Karen played by Kepler. Throw to third. Head first slide. RBI double for Jose Ramirez. A bullet that would have been a home run in Cleveland. But the 23-foot wall makes that an RBI double. And Jose Ramirez gives the Indians a 2-1 lead on his 28th double and his 77th run batted in. Two innings later, fifth inning, it was Ramirez at it again. Gibson from the stretch. The 3-0 delivery. Swung on, line drive to right field, sinking fast. It gets down for a base hit. That'll score Allen. Moving up to second is Brantley. And Ramirez comes through again with a two-out RBI base hit. This time a single on a 3-0 pitch, and the Indians lead it 3-1. Yep, Indians hitters have that green light on 3-0. And Ramirez just with a sharp single in front of the right fielder, Kepler, collects his 78th run driven in. The Twins scored to make it a one-run game at 3-2, but in the seventh, Edwin Encarnacion extended the lead. Here's the 2-1 delivery. Swung on a looping liner to right base hit. It'll get down and score Allen and Lindor. On his way to third base is Ramirez. And Edwin Encarnacion with a flare single to right makes it 5-2 Indians. You don't see him go oppo very often, but he flipped one off the end of the bat the other way. And the Indians take a 5-2 lead. And that is going to be all for the right-hander, Matt Belisle. So Edwin Encarnacion has 75 RBIs. He makes the Twins pay for not pitching to Jose Ramirez. That is a proud warrior who just got a mammoth two-out, two-run single. And the Indians have scored four times tonight 
with two out base hits. And on the mound, Trevor Bauer was getting it done as usual. Top of the order, and four times through the lineup, Terry Francona says, nope, three's enough. Trevor Bauer is going to leave with a 5-2 to two lead. And for Trevor Bauer again, maybe he didn't have his usual command tonight. Four walks, a hit batter, and only three strikeouts. But it's not how good you are when you've got your A game. It's how good you are when you might be scuffling a little bit. And that's why Trevor Bauer's now an elite pitcher. Then with several left-handed hitters up due for the Twins, Terry Francona handed things over to Brad Hand out of the pen. Hand has his sign. He checks the runner, and he comes to the plate. A swing and a one-hopper to the second baseman. Jason Kipnis retires Rosario, who was out lunging on that slider away, and Brad Hand comes in and takes care of the two tough lefties, Maurer and Rosario, and the Indians have a 5-2 to two lead over Minnesota. And then it was Cody Allen on to close things out. Allen's pitch. Swung on, fly ball, hit right at Geyer and right. Allen comes in, takes care of Sano. Hand and Allen, interchangeable, dominating the Twins tonight. So a 6-2 to two win for the Indians Tuesday night, and they kept it going Wednesday afternoon. Great pitching on both sides as it was a pitcher's duel shaping up between Carlos Carrasco and Adalberto Mejia of Minnesota. Zeros through five innings in this one, but in the sixth, the Indians broke the scoreless tie thanks to some aggressive base running and the legs of Rajay Davis. Now the pitch, runner goes, pitch is check, high, throw to second, not nearly in time. Coming home, Davis, throw to the plate, head first slide, he's in, a double steal. Davis steals home plate, and the Indians take a 1-0 lead. And now Ramirez is being called out at second. He's walking to the Indians' dugout. That throw was high into the first base side of second. The shortstop, Polanco, had to go probably 12 feet to the right of second base to make the catch. So it's a caught stealing for Jose Ramirez. Rajay Davis doesn't get credit for a steal of home because of the caught stealing. He simply comes home on the play at second. Meanwhile, on the mound, Carlos Carrasco had his A game going. Now the one-two delivery. Swing and a miss. Got him with a split change in the dirt. Tag made by Gomes on Rosario. Carrasco comes through with his 10th strikeout. He strikes out the side and keeps the Indians on top of the Twins 1-0. Still 1-0 Tribe, top half of the ninth inning. Indians looking for some insurance. And it was the newest Cleveland Indian, Leonis Martin, getting things started. Leonis Martin, first game with the Indians, and he tries to bunt and misses strike one. He pinched it and flied out in the sixth, stayed on to play center. New center fielder is Max Kepler. He moved over from right. Robbie Grossman stays in to play right field. Logan Forsyth now at second. The pitch, and it's swung on, grounded wide of third by the diving Sano. He dove towards second, but wasn't able to make the play, and Leonis Martin has his first hit as a Cleveland Indian, and that's what he can do right there. He hits the ball in the air, and, yeah, he'll hit a few home runs, but he's better putting that ball on the ground using his speed. And so now with the Indians up one to nothing. 
A leadoff base hit into left field by Leonis Martin, who had seven steals with the Tigers. He was caught three times. A Twins error allowed Martin to get to third base, and then Jan Gomes knocked him in. Rodney's ready. Here it comes. And Gomes with a floater into left center. Base hit. Two-nothing Indians. Gomes comes through with a soft line drive single to left center. He gets RBI number 35. And Martin scores, stopping at second is Alonzo. A big clutch RBI single for Jan Gomes. Two-nothing Tribe. And the Indians make the Twins pay for their miscue. And in the bottom of the ninth inning, it was Brad Hand on to finish up the shutout. The next delivery. Swing and a miss. Ball game. A 95-mile-an-hour heater. Oh, what a trade getting Brad Hand and Adam Simber. And it's, again, giving the Indians dividends twice in this three-game series. Two to nothing. The Indians a winner over the Minnesota Twins. They win the series. They leave town with a 10-game lead. And the Indians post their 10th shutout of the campaign. Off day Thursday, then the Indians returned home on Friday night, and it was the Angels behind two home runs from Shohei Otane, defeating the Indians by a final score of 7-4 to four to open the homestand. Stay tuned. When we come back, we will take a look back at the trade deadline day Tuesday. Indians acquiring an outfielder during that trade deadline extravaganza. And uh, we'll hear from Chris Antonetti, the Indians president of baseball operations, and also Francisco Lindor talking trades when we come back after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. (laughs) I take a bit of a risk singing that song, but of course the one place I never take chances is the road, where Progressive Snapshot rewards your safe driving. A good driver plus snapshot equals big discounts. And speaking of math... One plus one equals two, little too late. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland, where earlier this week, the phones were buzzing as the Indians were trying to get something done prior to Tuesday's trade deadline. And they did get something done, acquiring... Leonis Martin from the Detroit Tigers to handle some of their outfield play in center field. Also, a minor league outfielder who could be interesting down the road. And uh, he was acquired from St. Louis. His name is Oscar Mercado. And Chris Antonetti, the Indians president of baseball operations, fills us in on the acquisition of Leonis Martin. Well, I think maybe starting more generally, after the trade with the Padres in acquiring uh, hand and Simber, we really focused our attention on trying to improve our outfield situation. In a position that's been a little bit in rough for, for the balance of the season. So, you know, we explored a lot of alternatives to try to address and, and improve our outfield options. And we were really pleased to be able to acquire Leonis Martin. We think he's a great complement to our roster. He provides us a, you know, a very good uh, defender in center field who's a good base runner capable of playing both center and right, um, and is also a very good offensive player against right-handed pitching. And so his skill set complements our current roster really well, and uh, that's why we, we made the move to get him. 
We also just to announce another another trade that we've made that we have not yet released. We acquired a right-handed hitter, Oscar Mercado, from the St. Louis Cardinals for Connor Capel and Jan Torres. And uh, that information will be forthcoming here soon on the details of those guys. But Oscar's a right-handed hitting outfielder that um, you know is on the roster. He's currently in AAA. Very athletic. Very athletic player, transitioned from shortstop to center field a couple of years ago, and it transitioned well. We think he's an above-average defender with above-average speed that uh, adds a, a very good uh, option for us in the near term at the major league level in the outfield. Chris, with with Zimmer going down for, for as long as he might be, just how important was it to find maybe someone who could play center field just beyond uh, the next couple of months? Yeah, it was an important element for us. And uh, with Leonis, he is still under team control next year. Uh, so that gives us another good option for our outfield as we seek to build our team for 2019 as well. Offensively, what kind of player is he, Chris? You know, he's made a lot of strides this year, especially against right-handed pitching. I think we've had a chance to see that firsthand, that he can put together quality at-bats and contribute offensively, while at the same time providing very good defense in center field and, and as well as very good base running. All right. Anything else, guys? Can you get some sleep now? Uh, I can get some sleep. It's been an eventful few days. So after a weekend in Cooperstown and driving back and a late night last night. So. How was the cell phone reception in Cooperstown? Uh, at times, the reception was okay, but I've learned when 53,000 people are trying to connect to the same cell tower, <laughs> you don't get great reception or connectivity. <laughs> That's Indians president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti. Francisco Lindor, Indian shortstop, has been with the tribe during a great stretch of playoff appearances, uh, really since 2016 when they took it all the way to the World Series. And when we had a chance to catch up with Frankie, after the trade deadline had passed, he said with the addition of two relievers and now a center fielder in Martine, there's always welcoming anyone who can help the team win. It's good. It's good. I don't think the uh, trades are bad. Trades are always um, good. I think they, they bring new faces to the, to the team, and whether it's um, a younger face or an older face, um, it's always going to bring that uh, little extra energy for the team, you know, because that person that comes in wants to do their best, and... Um, Usually the front office has done a great job of bringing great guys around us, and uh, he always helps us. He always finds a way to, to help us. And I'm sure from your perspective it's probably changed as you've gone longer in this game and gained more experience. Is there anything that, that you try and do to, to make a new player feel welcome, especially at this time of year? So I have him just embrace the team, embrace the moments, and uh, to feel like he's not he doesn't have to do any, anything extra. You know, he just got to compete, give his best day in and day out, and win it will come, it will come after that. When you look at, at the ball club at this point in time in the season, a first-place team, and it's been that way for a while, what are some of the things, though, that, that you would like to see the team improve a little bit on, uh, maybe you know, along the lines of yourself individually, but also team-wise? Everything, to be honest. Um, I think we can continue to get better in defense. Um, our hitters can continue to get better, and they are getting better little by little. Uh, our pitching staff has, has been great, but we can always need, uh, we can always use an extra arm. You know, it's, it gives um, that little bit of extra blow on on the team and on the pitchers, and it's good. You know, like the first year that we traded, we got uh, Miller. You know, 
and that helped us. Then the second year we got, and we got Coco Chris, and that helped us. And then the second year we got Bruce, that helped us a lot. You know, so I feel like in everything we can we can get better. Everything everything we have, we can get better. Because at the end of the day, in the playoffs, anything can happen. And uh, I know Chris Antonetti had mentioned earlier today that Leonis Martin was a nice acquisition because he he complements what is already here in terms of, of where he hits and some of the things that he can do. That important as much as anything else as far as talent, but also as someone who fits in, in what thing what things happen here? At the end of the day, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't feel comfortable in a team and the teammates don't feel comfortable around you, you you're going to be useless. You know what I'm saying? Like We just got to make sure we continue to get the right players, and that's what the office, the front office has been doing. They've been getting great group of guys that whenever they come in, they feel like they've been part of our team for a very long time. They're just here to win. At the end of the day, that's all we want to do is win. And when you look at where the team is this season, it seems like it's been kind of an odd year because you've been in first place and, and still yet trying to get better as you go. And has it seemed that way to you, maybe more so than the past couple of years when, when you've had to battle a little bit to get where you like to be? To be honest, everything changes in the second half. The first half, everybody's playing differently. Then the, the second half, things change. You know, uh, It's such a different game, second half, and then the playoffs is completely different that doesn't really matter what you do the first 70 games. As long as you, you stay afloat and you stay in the first place or in second place by half a game, anything can happen. All right, Frankie, thanks a lot for the perspective. Thank Appreciate it. Thank you. That's Tribe shortstop Francisco Lindor talking about the trade deadline and what he's looking forward to here these last two months of the season. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll have more after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Hang on, folks, this baby isn't over yet. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. Indians at home this weekend, the Angels in town, and they'll stay home. Early next week, the Minnesota Twins come to town to start a four-game series beginning Monday night. Well, big news on Friday at the ballpark as Andrew Miller returned from a lengthy stint almost two months on the disabled list, and he is back in the Tribe bullpen at a, a scoreless inning on Friday night. And uh, Miller, in uh, talking before the ball game after being activated from the disabled list, felt that he certainly was prepared as he followed a good game plan to get back to feeling well and then pitching well. I think it's just time. I think, uh, you know, just got to kind of put in the, you know, make every step. And, you know, we have a, had a nice plan in place. And, you know, I feel like I've checked a lot of boxes. And the next box is to go out there and have success in the big league game. And, you know, physically I feel great. I feel like, uh, you know, the time off of the spring training coming back and, uh, you know, things progressively got better, which is what you look for. So the last couple outings were great. last few outings were good. Um, you know, back to back, I think was a, a good test, and I came out of it feeling great and, and throwing the ball well. So, you know, I'm excited. I feel good, and you know, try to, you know, slow everything that slow everything down and go out and pitch well tonight. Is there anything specific that you look for when when you do have the success that maybe is more than the numbers? Yeah, I mean, part of it's a feel, but you know, just command. I think the last couple of times out, I, I threw the ball where I needed to, and I threw a lot of strikes. And I was ahead of hitters, and that's when I know I'm having success. And uh, you know, like I said, it's a part of it's a feel thing. There's times you go out and maybe don't feel very good, but you know everything kind of goes where it's supposed to. I, I think that I'm past that, and you know the results 
were, you know, kind of uh, mirroring the way I felt. So it, it, I felt like I checked those boxes and, you know, had success and had something positive to, to leave down there. And I'm excited to pitch in these games. What's the mindset now? You're, you're, the bullpen has a much different look now that you're the one you're rejoining now with Brad here and, and Evans. Yeah, I mean, I, I've watched every game. I've, I've been around them, you know, when they've been at home. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, we have a chance to be a strength of a, a really good team. And, you know, I know that, you know, the, the the bullpen, maybe we weren't as strong as we wanted to be at the start of the year. I don't think it was for lack of ability or effort or intention or anything. Just, you know, things maybe didn't go our way. And, you know, everybody kind of kept grinding it out. But, you know, the, the, between the new guys and between, you know, the way guys have been throwing the ball lately, and hopefully I come back and, and jump in and, and add to it. I think we have a chance to be a really important part of this team. You talk about watching every game. How difficult was it watching and yeah, you know, being here? And... Yeah, I mean, there's there's two sides to that coin. I think sometimes it's uh, you know it's tough, especially you know in particular when the bullpen's struggling. I want to help do everything I can to be a part of that and, and help turn things around. But at the same time, you know, for the most part, we've been winning a lot of games, so it's fun to watch that. It's fun to watch guys come in and have success. I think the you know. The, obviously, mentioned the new guys. You know, they fit in pretty seamlessly, and, and um, you know, it, it hasn't been that horrible to watch. I think personally, on you know my level, it's not fun to sit out and not be able to contribute. But you know, we have a good team, and you know, I think we're building up in the right direction. Was there any temptation to try to speed things up a little bit, and how did you? Uh, I think we put a, a plan in place. You know, between talking to you know, right from. Carl and and Atch to Tito to you know the training staff and the front office and you know I think everybody kind of put their head together I think fortunately we all kind of had the same thoughts and uh, you know there wasn't a whole lot of back and forth other than you know make sure we do it the right way and you know like I said uh, you know check a bunch of different boxes to to make sure we feel like I'm ready to come back and I think we did that. Maybe I'm, I'm sure going through it was tough, but now that you're on the other side of, of that long process, are you thankful that you guys did take that longer approach? Yeah, I don't want to miss any time, but, you know, I, I feel like the, the team's done pretty well and, you know, it's important for me to get back and, and pitch the way I'm capable of. I, I've, you know, tried to pitch, you know, at not 100% uh, and it, it was getting pretty hard. So I think we wanted to make sure I came back strong and, and crisp and ready to go. And, you know, ideally, you know, we still have a lot of business to take, to take care of, but want to be sharp at the very end of the year because, you know, this team has high aspirations and the goal is to win more than just, you know, the division in the regular season. Is, is roughly two months enough time in your mind to get back on that, that good roll in time for the postseason? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think as a reliever, you know, it, things are, it's a roller coaster sometimes, but, you know, I'd like to come out and pitch great right out of the gate and, and carry that all the way through to the last game of the season, but. You know, I think that you know there's certainly plenty of time to, to keep working, and I told that to you know Chris and Tito that I feel like both physically and you know mechanically that you know I, I'm in a spot I really like, but I think both those will get better. Now Miller returns to a bullpen that is starting to really find itself. The Indians bullpen coach is Scott Atchison, and in the coach's corner, he says that even before Miller returned, things were beginning to fall into place for that tribe pen. Well, I think you know obviously we picked up a couple of guys and they fit right in real well, and and everybody's settled in again and, and throwing the ball well and you know they, they kind of know their roles and, and when they're expected to go out and pitch and, and they're going out and doing a good job. You mentioned two players acquired in, in Hand and Simber and it I guess in some regards you would say well how can that make that much of a difference but what are some of the residual effects aside from them just throwing well that happens for the rest of the pen? Well I think in their case they both they both fit in well with what we we were looking for and what we needed or, or felt like we needed and you know they've they've settled in 
they know we kind of know how they're going to be used and, and when they're going to be used and that's allowed everybody else to settle into those spots too like i said it, it kind of i think everybody down there usually you have a little more comfort when you when you know what your situations are and you're ready to go for those and and we've been able to do that and put guys in and good matchups and, and you're seeing the results you're down there during during some struggles earlier this season and uh, what do you try and do when the team is struggling in, in that particular area to try and keep it positive and moving in a, in a good direction? Well, you know, you try to keep it loose. Um, obviously, it can get a little, you know, guys get tense maybe down there and things like that. So keeping it loose, and the guys do a good job of that on their own. But staying positive, pointing out the things, hey, these are the things we're doing good. Let's let's continue to build on those. And, you know, you go through ups and downs in a season. And, and we, we had a rough one there for a little while, and, and the guys stuck to their their routines and stuck with doing what they do best and and that's what's brought them out of it your first season as a, a full-fledged bullpen coach down there but it seems like it shouldn't be your first season because you you spent you had a good long career and, and spent some time down there and, and how much has that helped the time that you spent there as a player well it helps to kind of know i guess what they're going through and what guys when like i said the ups and downs through a season and and knowing where they're at and, and trying to feel that out. I mean, obviously, from the other end, though, I'm still, you know, developing those relationships from the coach to player side. And like I said, we've had some ups and downs. I know those guys well and knew that if they stuck with what they were doing, they were going to come out of it. And, and like I said, you're kind of seeing that now. And with Miller back, uh, what do you expect from him, especially early on? Does he have to ease into it a little bit, or, or can you throw him right to the fire? Well, I think, you know, the first couple outings, definitely getting his feet back under him in the big league game. I mean, he's thrown seven or eight times, I think, down below which has gotten him in shape, and that was kind of a spring training as long as he'd been off. It kind of gave him a chance to get it, get going, get his mechanics fine-tuned. And, you know, I expect him, like I said, the first couple to kind of get in his feet, getting his feet wet again, and then after that to take off. That's Scott Atchison, Indians bullpen coach. Thanks, Atch. Yep, no problem. That's Indians bullpen coach Scott Atchison talking about what has been a strength of this ball, co- ball club for really most of the stretch coming out of the All-Star break. Stay tuned. We'll have our final segment. After this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who deserves to win big this season? My two cents, good drivers. I mean, that's why there's Snapshot from Progressive. Let's go to Rick for some confusing metaphors. Look, if you put a classically trained cellist in a garage band and you tell them to play for Layman Young, I guarantee you the meat on that burrito ain't gonna light the candle. Thanks for clarifying, Rick. If you're a good driver, there's no other way to say it. You deserve discounts with Snapshot. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you for our final segment from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, where the Indians are taking on the Angels this weekend. Big key for the Tribe offensively, in recent games has been the reemergence of Brandon Geyer as a threat from the right side against left-handed pitching. And when we caught up with him recently, he talked about some of the biggest keys to swinging the bat better since the All-Star break. Um, I think it's a combination of different things. Um, I think the break was a good rest for my wrists. Um, kind of been dealing with you know minor things with, with that. You know, I had the surgery. It hasn't been a year since the surgery. And then, um, you know, I got hit by the pitch in my last game at Columbus on the right wrist. So, you know, I feel like they were both a little fatigued. So that, w- that was a good rest for them. And then, um, you know, changing some things in my mechanics, my stance, and working with the hitting coaches. Um, that and, you know, the game of baseball. You know, the game of baseball, things happen in streaks. Right now it's a good streak, so I just want to 
keep doing what I can to keep riding it. And uh, but you know, baseball goes like that, and so I think the combination of all that stuff together is why I've had a couple good games here. You mentioned working with the coaches, and is it something where you're trying to get back to something that you've done before, or maybe make some adjustments and, and try some new things? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, in 16, I was happy with how I performed. Um, you know, I take things from from uh, video I see it in 16, take things from even before then, take things from, you know, even though last year wasn't the greatest, there's still some things I did good. And then also just try some new stuff because this game's all about adjustments and you got to keep trying to evolve because the, the pitcher's going to change the way they, you know, approach you. So um, I think I'm just trying to find new things and, and also old things uh, and incorporate all that into it. Your role can be challenging because you don't play every day. You pinch hit a lot and you have a pinch hit home run Friday night. Uh, what's the key when, when you're not playing every day to, to somehow getting in a rhythm or at least being ready when you do get that chance? Yeah, I think it's a couple things. Um, you know, I try a lot to stand in on bullpens that our pitchers throw. Just, you know, obviously I'm not swinging, but I get to see the pitches, see it out of their hand. Uh, a lot of them are, for us, are righties, so um, get to see, even though a lot of times I'm out here I see lefties, but, you know, even... I get to see righties every now and then, so you're seeing the bullpen and trying to get timing and just seeing out of that slot, uh, that helps. Um, and then just during the game, you know, be prepared at all times, whether it's early, mid, or late, you know, high leverage, just be prepared. Um, it's really all you can do. Um, so, yeah. Brandon Geyer joining us. Uh, you mentioned uh, coming out of the All-Star break, you had a chance to get away a little bit, and I know we had talked uh, just a chance to spend some time with your family and, and be away from the game. Explain how that helped, where you went, and, and why it was kind of refreshing both mentally and, and maybe physically too. Yeah, no, it was great. Great, good together. We went to Ocean City, Maryland, and um, we go there every year, and all her family goes there, and uh, it's probably about 30 people total. Uh, we just kind of have this one area on the beach and tons of little kids. Um, play different games, big, build sandcastles with my kids now that they're bigger. It's definitely more enjoyable for me because you know, it brings out the little kid in me. I just have fun with them. But just a getaway, you don't think about baseball. You might tune in the Home Run Derby as a little of the all-star game, but don't pick up a bat and just, just get away. So that's men mentally that helps. And like you said, physically, not swinging and everything, uh, I think that helps a lot too. You open a series here in Minneapolis tonight against the Twins, a team that's been in second place in the division throughout the year. But the Indians have had a fairly large lead. Have, have you even been looking at opponents, thinking about games ahead, pennant race, things like that? Or has it been the type of year where the team's just trying to figure out a way to, to play as well as they can? Yeah, I mean, I think you'd be lying if you didn't know that what kind of lead you had in your division. Um, I think pretty much everybody does. Um, it's not something you think about all the time, but uh, with that being said, you also know that you know we're. Pro I don't know how many games we're behind the other uh, divisions that are in front of us. So obviously, you know we're we're leading our division, but you know I don't think anyone's just satisfied with that. You want to keep climbing, just like we did last year, and eventually we had the. I think we had the best record in the American League, so um, that's what you strive for. Um, but it is obviously nice to be leading your division and um, just kind of build off of that. All right, Brandon, thanks so much for the visit. Yeah, thank you.
That's Indians outfielder Brandon Geyer has been swinging the bat extremely well against left-handed pitching, especially since the All-Star break. Well, we close our show this week with a visit from Yonder Alonso, who's been swinging uh, the bat well at first base for the Indians, but he has a big event coming up on Sunday at the Corner Alley on 4th Street here in downtown Cleveland. It's a bowling event that will benefit the boys and girls clubs of Northeast Ohio, and again, that's Sunday evening at 6 p.m. The event is sold out, but if you want to head downtown and uh, be around it and maybe run into some of the tribe players who will be here, you can certainly do that. And uh, when we talked to Yonder about his event, he talked about how it got started and uh, what it'll be like in Cleveland on Sunday. All right, so basically uh, it's something that that I've always done uh, with my family and, and my friends. Um, it's just to, you know, I've been a part of the Boys and Girls Club since I got here to this country. So uh, the Boys and Girls Club for me, um, it's, a, it's a huge, huge uh, place where um, kids like myself, like I did uh, at times where, you know, my parents were working three or four jobs. They were the, the caretakers and they're the ones that, you know, would take care of me uh, late at night. They're the ones that would uh, feed me. They were the ones that would help me with my studies. Um, they were the ones that, that would give me uh, uh, not only my education and help with my education, like tutors and things like that, but um, also I would play my, my baseball games there um, and things like that. So the Boys and Girls Club for me and growing up was, was, was a big part of my life. Um, I was there since I was like nine years old all the way to, to I was in high school. So, um, you know, it's just a chance for me to get back and, and uh, you know, it's going to be on Sunday from 6 to 9 in the corner alley. Uh, and every, every, every penny is going to go to the Boys and Girls Club here in uh, Cleveland. So uh, I'm very, very excited and, and obviously humbled by the opportunity. As someone who is new to this country at the time, how did you find out about the Boys and Girls Club where you lived? Well, uh, my dad's friend was the one that, that took us there for the first time. Um, and he told us about it. He told us about the opportunity. And obviously they were going to take care of us there. So that was basically it. What have you learned about the, the Cleveland one as you've gotten deeper into this and, and set up this event? There's a lot of kids, uh, tons of kids, and uh, really excited about it. You know, um, We're hoping that we can raise as much money as we can. Uh, obviously to get back to them, make sure we, we fix a, a few things uh, that are happening and, and uh, you know, hopefully we can continue the process every year and, and uh, give back as much as we can. So many of your teammates are going to be a part mm-hmm. of it, and I, I know you were mentioning it's booked for, right. for fans, yeah. uh, but if fans want to come down and, right. and just be part of the vibe a little bit, yeah, what can absolutely. they Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the whole place is sold out, um, but, you know, I know there's, there's a few restaurants nearby, there's a few bars nearby, so uh, we're all going to be outside, and there's going to be a red carpet and the whole, the whole nine, so um, it's going to be pretty cool. I mean, everybody, anybody can come, uh, but just obviously the, the bowling event in itself is, is completely booked and sold out. Are you a good bowler? I'm a good, I don't know if I'm a good bowler, but I definitely throw it out there. You know, I, I may throw a few strikes here and there, but um, definitely try to enjoy myself. I, I definitely try to bowl with no bumps, bumpers. So, so I'm, you know, hopefully I can, uh, I can do okay. No bumpers is no the bumpers. key. Yeah. Yonder Alonso joining us. Hey, switching to baseball just uh, <clears throat> real quick. Uh, trade deadline was yesterday, and, and I know you went through it last mm-hmm. year where, where your name came up, and eventually mm-hmm. you were traded. Mm-hmm. Um, Leonis Martin comes in here today. Everybody's different, I'm sure, but what were you going through this time last year? Oh, man, I, I talked to my wife about that yesterday, and, and I was telling her, I remember last year how, how difficult it was for us because, you know, everybody said we were, I was going to get traded, and then we had a day game that day. So I was pretty much waiting to, to get, you know, 
pulled out of the game um and you know it didn't happen i didn't get traded and i went and hit a a game-winning homer against the twins so how how neat it is we're here playing the twins now here at home and uh i'm not getting traded and i wasn't getting traded this year so uh, but yeah, very stressful. Obviously, more stressful for the families than it is for even yourself. I mean, uh, you know, you got to understand the wives and and the girlfriends and the fiancés. They're the ones that are running the the back show, and they're the ones that are moving pieces, and they're the ones that are packing for you. They're the ones that are, you know, taking the cars where they got to go. And you know, these they're the people that are that are more stressed if anything, because you know we're here playing baseball. We're here all day long playing baseball and making sure that we're ready to to compete at a high level. But People don't get to see the the other backside of the story, which is obviously your loved ones uh, taking care of a lot of the things that that you just can't do right now at this moment. Certainly a lot behind it. Hey, Yonder, have a lot of fun on Sunday. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's Yonder Alonso with a great event coming up on Sunday here in downtown Cleveland at the Corner Alley to benefit the Boys and Girls Clubs of Northeast Ohio. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Great to have you with us. We'll join you next week when the team is back out on the road. They'll be in Chicago next weekend taking on the White Sox. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.